Blog Talk Radio. And now, around the world and around the corner, it's the David Bowers Awards, bringing the best in indie music to millions of listeners worldwide with your host, the David Bowers. We've got a fantastic lineup of guests, as well as our engineer extraordinaire, Nick the Geek, our entire crew here at the Asylum, and me, I'm John Bon Jovial. And now, here's the voice of indie music, the David Bowers. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, John Bon Jovial. Thank our listeners all over the world. Hello. Welcome to the David Bowers Awards, our first show of the new year and starting our fourth year on the air doing this, whatever it is we're doing. And what a year it's going to be. Let me tell you, we've got some really, really big stuff coming up. We've got some surprises lined up already this year. And I know there's some more surprises that will develop along during the year. So be sure and stick with us. We're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to have a lot of indie music and some great people to talk to and listen to. So this is our big first show of the new year. So welcome to the Oh My God, Tomorrow's Monday show. We're live on Blog Talk Radio, but we will be archived at podcasts on Blog Talk Radio, 365 Radio Network, BFM, which is B-E-E-F-M, and also Renegade Femme Radio, CMG Internet Radio, and other internet devices near you. So you can find us anywhere. If you can't catch us all live or part live, uh, listen on your time at any one of those wonderful podcasts. And again, we're going to have more information on that line coming up in the very near future, too. This first quarter of 2016 is going to be a heck of a start to the year. Remember, I, too, was a male trapped in a female body. But then my mother gave birth. This is the show where every show is an award show. Unlike tonight's Golden Globes or whatever, it's another award show. We're in the award season. They're going to be all over the place. Well, we're going to thoroughly mess it up because every show is an award show. And beyond that, you get to pick who gets the awards. No nominating committees, no BS of any kind. You think somebody deserves an award because they did something incredibly great or incredibly stupid. Drop a line to me, David, at thedavidbowers.com. Put awards in the subject line and tell me who or what you think deserves an award and why. And who knows, we may use it here on the show and give you our undying gratitude. My tongue out of my eye, too, so I can see what I'm saying here. Also, want to say hello and thanks to Kitty Bingo, our house band, who has generously given us our theme music. You be sure to check out their music, which you can find online at tittybingo.com. They've got some great, great rock and roll, just plain kick-ass rock and roll. Their newest single, Homework, is out and downloadable now. Check out their wild and crazy website at tittybingo.com. Some great stuff there. It's always time to play Titty Bingo. We've got some surprises coming up on this show today where you and our guests pick the winners. And we want to shout out to some of our friends. So keep your notepads or your whatever you take notes on handy because there may be some you'd like to keep track of for your own future use. Our first The David Bowers Award goes to our friends at Rochester Free Radio in Rochester, New York. It's a community radio station 
that's serving the greater and beautiful city of Rochester, New York, which is, in fact, a beautiful city, except growing up, Rochester was, what, it was two, two and a half hours or maybe three from where I lived in upstate New York. But it seemed like every time I went to Rochester, it rained. I I have no idea why, uh, curse of whatever, uh, but they're off uh, Lake Ontario there in upstate New York. Beautiful country, beautiful city, and we love the people of Rochester who listen to us and uh, will be listening to us more, and especially our friends there at Rochester Free Radio, a community radio station. Currently, they're streaming talk radio, and they're going to have music. Don't don't be disappointed. They will have music and more surprises coming in the very near future. And uh, off the record, I did not say this, so you don't quote me, but uh, there's a good chance that we are going to be having something to do with Rochester Free Radio in the not-too-far-distant future. So be watching for that. And congratulations, the David Bowers Award for Indie Radio today to Rochester Free Radio, Rochester, New York, and our good friend Jeff Moulton, along with the board of directors there, a salute to you as well. Moving on, big show, a lot more people, a lot of music, and a lot of fun. Remember, you've got something you think deserves an award, email David at thedavidbowers.com, and we'll get right to it. Don't forget also the Golden Globes are tonight and a little bit later this afternoon on my uh, on my online stream on Twitter and Facebook and all those places at 4 o'clock uh, Eastern, and I'll see, 4 o'clock, no, 6 o'clock Eastern time. I get confused. I've got time zones here for all over the world. I have to look at a cue card to see which one I'm talking about. But uh, I've got, if I've got it straight, it's 6 o'clock Eastern time tonight. I online on my uh, six o'clock feed, I will have a link for you where you can listen to every single nominee for best song on tonight's Golden Globes. That's six o'clock Eastern time, three Pacific. Check it out. Four o'clock. Every song that's nominated for a Golden Globe tonight. So, John Bon Jovial, what have you got for us? Well, uh, good day to you, David, and Happy New Year as well to everybody and to us, and I hope it's going to be a wonderful year all the way around. Uh, happy, we do want Adam, to happy New listeners. Year and top of the bubble yeah. machine. Yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Get Lawrence. Where's Lawrence Welkman when we need him? I know. Uh, I know. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, but, you know, listen, this is a show that is not just about uh, David Bowers, although, of course, he is a big part of it, isn't he? After all, it was his baby and his brainchild. But it's also about you guys out there, and we want you to participate. We want you to call into the David Bowers Awards at area code 347-945-7137, or you can log into our chat room on Blog Talk Radio. You can talk to our guests and uh, help, uh, you know, and ask your own question so we would really very strongly encourage you to do just that coming up on the david bowers awards uh, lauren anthony talks about native americans walking off the set of adam sandler's flick ridiculous six and this is something that you are definitely going to want to tune in to hear plus america's first all wounded warrior band and they are called vetted v-e-t-t-e-d you're going to like them and right now uh, how about uh, something from the Steampunk Stompers? That's right, John Bon Jovial. We have 
from uh, from your own neck of the woods there and famous all over the state of Florida and spreading out to the rest of the country. I know they also have done an awful lot overseas where uh, steampunk is uh, very popular. And for those of you not familiar with it, steampunk is actually a genre of music like rock, soul, hip hop and everything. And it's kind of a uh, it's kind of an amalgam of uh, uh, pre, I don't know, pre-jazz Dixie. Well, I'll let them tell you about it. When uh, Mark comes on, he'll be talking to us about it. But first, let's listen to some music from the Steampunk Stompers.
And there you have it, Steampunk Stompers is their name. And with us today from the Stompers is Mr. Mark Petty. Mark, hello, how are you? I'm great, man. How are you doing? It's wonderful to be here. Doing just fine, thanks. And we're so glad to have you with us. And we, well, first off, we want to talk about that name and the, the music you play because you're 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 not the typical rock and roll band. And while we uh, actually have all genres on the show at one time or another, this is the first time we've had something called steampunk on here. So if you would tell us a little bit about the name and the the style of music, the steampunk music. Well, the uh, the steampunk genre, if, if you want to look at the whole inclusive uh, type of movement that it's creating around the world, it, it's kind of based on literature from the era of Jules Verne and H.G. Wells, so it has a, a huge base in science fiction. Uh, obviously, we are, are we have a lot of nerds that follow us. <laughs> uh, there's uh, people that are into Doctor Who, people that are into science fiction movies, particularly stuff that might have occurred around the late 1800s, early 1900s, and the steampunk authors that wrote uh, most of the modern steampunk books that have happened since, say, like around uh, the mid-1980s to current day, uh, they draw on the technology from the late 1800s, early 1900s, and bring it to modern day, sort of a what-if type of uh altered history, and as if we've never had nuclear power plants or jet airplanes, and instead everybody's still getting around with steam trains and airships and dirigibles and uh, strange uh, Rube Goldberg-type mechanical devices that are powered by steam, and, uh, and it creates a, a fascinating world of clockwork madness that uh, we just We've all, all the guys in the band have been into this kind of stuff most of our lives. And uh, when we realized that there was actually a genre where we could fit in and be a part of a movement where we could express ourselves musically, we jumped on it. Uh, I was just talking with some of the guys one day uh, when we were all working together doing a, a Broadway musical. As all the guys in the band are working professional musicians. And uh, we said, hey, you know, we we'd like to do something that fits in this genre where we can we can play our stuff and not not do other people's music but do our music and uh, so we, we got together and we tried going back to the original music from the era that inspired the movement we went all the way back to early 1800s and ragtime pieces and uh the marches and the waltzes and the things that were considered the pop music of the day, and we started there, and then began writing our own pieces that kind of sounded like the music from that era, but we started bringing it forward into modern times and adding modern grooves to it, uh, things that everybody takes for granted these days, but when you, you, you play a ragtime piece with a ska beat to it or a reggae beat to it or uh, a funk beat, or electronic dance music beat, it can really turn everything upside down and challenge a listener's ears. Um, the name of the band obviously combines the genre name of steampunk with a real traditional type of tag. Uh, there's been a lot of Dixieland bands and ragtime bands that have used the name Stompers in the past. Uh, right. It's, it's just a, a style of dancing, you know, when people get out on the dance floor and stomp their feet to a two beat 
uh, ragtime, Dixieland, cakewalk kind of piece. So we, we figured by keeping the name very generic and very, very middle of the road, we would probably be able to reach more people a little more quickly than if we gave it some kind of obtuse name like uh, uh, Cod Gear Sandwich or something like that. Right, right. <laughs> We, we see so many uh, of the steampunk bands that have really strange names, and we, we wanted to be accessible because that, that's the main impetus behind what we do. We perform. We, we don't just make records and then sit back and wait for someone to use it for uh, a movie or a video game or to hear it on the radio. We, we, we're all about getting out there and performing live in public, uh, as I said before. Everybody in the band is a professional musician. Uh, we work constantly in the state of Florida when we're not playing as the steampunk stompers, uh, appearing on stage behind major name touring acts, Broadway shows that are out on tour, uh, just constantly. I mean, it's often quite difficult to get the guys together to do a gig. They can be spread out literally in all corners of the globe, not just in Florida. Uh, our banjo guitar player has traveled all over the world playing with Dixieland bands and was over in Germany this fall uh, in Bavaria doing some shows over there. Uh, I was out on the road myself earlier in the year, as was our tuba player. We were working for the Broadway tour of the show Chicago from New York City. Uh, we also did some dates with The Temptations and The Four Tops, and uh, oh. we played uh, the musical Legally Blonde this summer, so we, uh, we we definitely get around as professional players outside of the band, but the best times that we have are always when we're together doing our own thing, so it's, uh, it, it's all about reaching people and just trying to use our music to make the world a better place. As corny as that sounds, we really believe in it. But you, you, you've actually been a great interview in that you've already answered a few of the questions that I was going to follow up with, and I'm going to pursue one of them. You've mentioned some of the things that the, uh, the members of the group have done. Tell us about uh, the individual members of Steampunk Stoppers. Well, uh, probably the first guy that I approached when I wanted to start the band was our, our sousaphone tuba player. His name is Adrian Hans and uh, Andrew and I have worked together elbow to elbow in orchestra pits and in horn sections uh, backing up people from all corners of the globe uh, on shows in concert halls and uh, in arenas and we, uh, we we just kind of started talking one day and said hey you know this, this looks like this would be something really fun to be able to get away from what we do normally and blow off some steam Adrian uh works five days a week as a school band director, but, you know, quite often you'll find in the music business there are people that have very unassuming day jobs, and at night they're actually sharing the stage with superstars, and uh, Adrian is one of those guys. He's worked with so many people, it would probably be hard to list it all within this interview. <laughs> he did the, uh, the tour with the Book of Mormon this last year. He played some shows with them. As I said earlier, he was on shows with me for the Four Tops and the Temptations. And uh, Adrian, Adrian is just a marvelously creative musician. He plays practically every instrument that's known to mankind, but he really, really wails on the tuba and the sousaphone. So he's, he's 
he's our bass man in the band. And then uh, we have a violinist that's up on the front line who's she's our baby. She's, she's only 24 years old, and uh, this is actually the first band that she's ever been a part of. She's always worked in orchestras before this. Uh, has an incredible resume of performance, and she actually played violin with the London Symphony when she was only 16 years old. So, wow, 16, really, that's it? Yeah, wow. yeah, she's a phenomenal violinist. Uh, she just has that ability to create a tone with her instrument that just makes you whip your head around and go, what was that sound? It's just a big, fat, beautiful classical violin sound, but she has been so open to experimenting with uh, different effects on the instrument, such as delays and echoes and chorusing and reverb and things like that, so that She's going down roads uh, like players like Jean-Luc Ponty, and uh, she takes it all the way back to the original jazz violinist like Stefan Grappelli and uh, Ray Nance, and she really, really covers an enormous uh, amount of space as far as the his different historical sounds that the violin can produce. Um, we, we love having her in the band. She's an absolute ball of energy. <laughs> If you see the video for Chapop, you can see she's a crazy dancer, and she's, she always makes us smile because she's, she's just got like a coffee gland in her neck. She's constantly going. Uh, the drummer in the group is Todd Betts, who is somebody else that I worked elbow-to-elbow elbow with in orchestra pits and uh, up on stage with shows for years and years now. And uh, Todd has uh, got a day job where he is the principal percussionist with the Southwest Florida Symphony, uh, based in Fort Myers, and he's also the personnel manager for the Youth Symphony program, uh, uh, which is another thing that runs strong as far as a theme through our group. Just about everybody in the group is a teacher. We all teach young musicians, and uh, it's very important for us you know, to try to help create the next generation of players that are going to be coming up over the next 10, 20 years. Uh, Todd is... Uh, probably best known for being a mallet percussionist. He plays xylophone and marimba and things like that. He's going to be performing a concerto in January with the Southwest Horn Symphony. But he's very, uh, kind of a hidden gem as far as being a drum set player. So this band has given him an enormous opportunity to shine as a drum set uh, performer. And he's capable of doing everything from the old ragtime pieces right up to modern and uh, really got to open up and use his chops on the last Holiday album that we recorded. He, uh, he laughed when he came into the studio and he heard what we were going to be doing. He goes, man, I've never gotten to play some stuff like this. This is awesome. And uh, he turned around and came up with some of the most creative drum grooves I've heard in a long time. So it's, I love working with Todd. He's, uh, I basically just tell him a time signature and a a groove and I turn him loose. <laughs> Amazing. And our, our fifth member uh, is uh, guitar. We have a guitar chair in the band. I call it the plectrum chair because they have to play so many instruments. Uh, we we use things like ukulele on some of the old ragtime pieces and old older uh, folk song type things that we do from the early 1800s. Uh, then when we move into more of uh, the late 1800s, early 1900s, the plectrum player has to play some banjo, 
And uh, when we moved past that and started moving towards uh, the big band era and the Gatsby era and then on into modern times of the 50s and the 60s and rock grooves and funk and blues and things like that, he has to be able to play electric guitar. So uh, that chair is a very demanding chair. Uh, we started off using Bob Leary, who is a phenomenally well-known uh, Dixieland uh, and trad jazz musician. He played on paddle wheel riverboats up and down the Mississippi and still tours around the world with some very well-known Dixieland bands. Uh, Bob is actually kind of backing off from doing some of the work with us now. Uh, he's about to turn 70. Uh, he's the oldest member of the band. And, wow. Uh, he's decided that he doesn't want to tour as much as he used to, so we've been bringing in some other guitar players uh, to do some of the dates, and so far we've just had nothing but incredible guys on the stage. Uh, we brought in your friend Nick Rogers uh, right. to work with us on the last Holiday album. Uh, Nick played some beautiful acoustic guitar on uh, a very slow, kind of new age version of God Rest You Merry, Merry Gentlemen, and uh, he also played a scream of electric guitar solo on uh, a version of Carol of the Bells that we did that uh, he, he used an old 1974 Ovation electric and he just brought that that screaming yellow sound, you know, that early 70s rock pop sound to the album. Yeah, you know, I've, I've heard that particular cut. Nick played it for me, and uh, it's really excellent. It's very moving. It, it really is. I'm going to have to get a... Nick was with some uh, huge challenges right before we, we had to do that recording session, and we almost didn't think he was going to be able to come in and record, but... Uh, despite a, a lot of personal strife that he was going through at the time, he, he came in and he, he just played like a rock guitar god. <laughs> Fantastic. He down some beautiful tracks. I'm going to have to get a, uh, I'm going to have to get a copy of that album because I have not heard those tracks yet. Mark, I want to thank you so much for coming in today and spending time with us, telling us a little bit about uh, the steampunk stompers, of course, and about the genre because, you are honestly the uh, first uh, guest from this genre that we've had on the show, and uh, probably not going to be the last. Going to look forward to having you back again in the future. And uh, before we let you go, be sure and tell everybody how they can uh, one uh, hear and see your music because I know you're uh, you're also on YouTube, and also how they can find you online. That's right. Yeah, we do have a, a YouTube channel for the band, and there's quite a few videos up already. Uh, most of them that we did in the early days were slideshow videos, but we actually did uh, do a full-produced music video uh, earlier this fall for a piece that we did called Chap Hop, which is a, a very interesting genre that's come over from the other side of the pond. From the, and uh, we're going to uh, play that next. It's, uh, it's a type of rap and hip-hop where the speaking poet or lead vocalist actually uses a style of, of delivery that's like from a Shakespeare play or a Victorian gentleman. So it's it's probably the most elegant style of rapping that there is out there. <laughs> it's, uh, it's just starting to take off in the United States. It's been well Amazing. known over in Europe for a couple of years now. Amazing. Uh, we'll... Uh... We'll look forward to hearing that in just a couple of seconds. Again, Mark, thank you for stopping by and coming on the show, being with us today. And uh, we will more than likely be hearing more from you 
in the very near future. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, Steampunk Stompers, and this is called... My lord, she never told her love, but that concealment, like a worm of the bug, feeds on her damaged.
There you go. The Steampunk Stompers. And I have a hunch you're going to be hearing a lot more from them. Before we move on to our next guest, who is standing by in the green room, uh, I want to get uh, I want to get Nick on here. Nick, are you listening? Are you there with us? Yes, sir, I am. Nick, right. now, I, I know that you have played with the Stompers in the past. I don't know if we played one of the cuts you were on or not, but I know they uh, they told me you were in the studio here with them, uh, what, a couple of weeks ago? And they said that you, you really tore the place up. Well, I've always enjoyed uh, playing with Mark Petty. Uh, that was my first experience uh, playing anything similar to, to this style of music. Uh, I really don't have much of a uh, basis in steampunk per se with the, my career. Uh, but he, they, they were kind enough to invite me to perform on the Holiday album. And then uh, just recently to uh, perform those two tracks with them live on stage at a sold-out show here locally. Well, uh, you didn't disappoint them. From what uh, Mark was telling me, uh, you really blew them away. Congratulations. Uh, We've known you're a great musician. It's just always nice to hear it when other people say it, too. So congratulations. Keep up the good work. And uh, we're going to have to get you back on here uh, with your group and... uh, play some stuff for us here in the near future. Thank you very much uh, both for uh, jumping in here and also for turning us on to the Steampunk Stompers. Moving right along now, and uh, I'm going to, uh, we're going to move right along here. Uh, Normally, I would have John Bon Jovial come in here and say something, but we want to keep things moving, and uh, we'll have time for chit-chat later, I'm, I'm, I'm sure. But right now on the oh, line, fine. just 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 it, ignore me, David. Just just ignore me. I, you know, I don't exist. That's fine. You know, heaven forbid that I should get in the way of the show. So I'll just stand back here and be quiet. I'd like to thank good, my mother I, for the Jewish bills. I, good. I was hoping you'd be able to take a subtle hint. <laughs> <laughs> Waiting right now, standing by our good friend, Mr. Dan Kohler from upstate New York in the Capital Region, which they used to call the Capital District. For some reason, now they call it the Capital Region. Anywhere, it's in and around Albany, New York. And uh, Dan has a uh, an agency that is called Tier One Talent. In addition to being a professional musician of many years and longstanding, also frontman, for the only authorized Alice in Chains tribute band, uh, Sludge Factory. Uh, He also puts on shows in upstate New York and New England. Uh, He plays around the area. And the thing that that impresses me the most is he has taken his experience and years in the business and put it to work for a lot of new and upcoming indie talent. And uh, we love that. We love the fact that someone with Dan's credentials and his integrity is out there working with and for indie artists, which we need a lot more of. So without any further ado, let's bring in Mr. Dan Kohler, who is going to hold class on Rockstar 101 today. And uh, give you some advice on how to become a rock star. I'm doing fine, Dan. Welcome aboard. How are you? Thanks again. Good. Um, got all that lead in for a, se- for a second. It made me think I was busy. <laughs> <laughs> Makes it sound like I'm actually busy. No, I am. It, it, I'm kidding. Um, 
I, I actually had an evening off last night to actually take the wife out to dinner, so it was a, one of those rare moments. But we're back at the seat. We're ready to work, you know, seven days a week. The business doesn't stop, so. That's a fact, and as I said, I know I know from experience that you are uh, you are deeply involved with the artists with whom you work, and, and that's a good thing because uh, so many people out there that uh, look at working with an indie artist as a way to make a quick buck, and yeah. they forget the fact that part of a big part of their job is helping the artist get to the level where they can make some bucks, and I know yeah. that's what you wanted to talk about here today. So without any further uh, ado from me i'm going to turn the dais over to you and uh sure. hold uh rockstar 101 here's dan kohler well here here's here's my thoughts on a couple of things so i'm going to kind of bounce around just a little bit but um you know so many people are kind of you know in the business for uh this monetary reason you'll hear about all the time and it's great is there, is there money there sure can you make a living at it? Sure. If you're a hard worker, if you say what you do, mean what you say, and if you've got talent. Um, and that works on both ends, the artist, the agent, whether it be booking agent, management, uh, development, A&R. Um, you know, so, so, so there's something there. But, you know, as far as uh, – there's a couple little things I want to touch on, one of which that I think, David, you and I spoke about quite, quite some time ago was young talent. Um, not even at the emerging thing. Let's say teens, for that matter, come, you know, 14 and up. So I get approached a lot by parents um, and, and a few other agents. Like, I've got this talent, I've got this talent. My daughter, my son can sing or play, whatever. What do I do? What's the best way to get them noticed, blah, blah, blah. So they either they get, they, they start out innocently enough to get involved in, in their child's career, if you will, or build a career or, or just support their child's love or passion for music, all right? And then all too quickly it becomes an issue where they don't do the homework side, like what the business, getting to know the business end of the business. So there's all these, these expectations of people, all right, of what they see on TV, what they perceive is the business is about. And it's always interesting to kind of bring them into the know, how shocked they really can be, <laughs> you know, um, especially starting with the money end of it. You know, I mean, once, once, once they realize there is no money, you know, there's, there's an investment. That's where the money is, investing time and money to get things, you know, in, in order. Or they don't have a plan. There's another big thing. They've got this grand idea, but they don't have a plan. The same thing with artists. Um, I've noticed quite a few artists lately are making their own records. They're producing them. They're distributing them themselves. That's great. I mean, it really, you can that, and nowadays that's that's a viable way to do it. But they're not doing it with a plan. So the album comes out. No one knows it's coming out. There's never been a plan to put it into effect to promote it properly, market it strong. Get it to the right market, you know. Let's look, you know, figure out what market it's in, and get it to the right people for radio play. Um, you know, what's the? Do we have a single? Is it the right single? You know, um, they they kind of put the cart before the horse. Hey, we've got T-shirts, <laughs> we've got shows. I'm writing a record. You know, come buy our stuff. Come see our shows. 
then the record comes out, and you know, uh, at best case scenario, they're selling five thousand copies, and you know, but no one's getting any spins, and they're wondering why they're not making any money or why no, there's no tour offers. It's an interesting world. That's all I can say. It's uh, so. What I try to do is give them the information they need, and sometimes that can be um, a challenge in and of itself because, again, we're we're dealing with what they thought the business was, you know, their perception. Right. Yeah, and and the reality is quite different from perception 99% of the time. You know, it's it's it's. I'm very particular in the artists that I work with. Uh, outside of booking, I mean, even in booking, but outside of booking, more in, in actually representation-wise, um, you know, I only look for that top five percent, and, and, and because you know, uh, it's going to take a lot of my time and effort for zero pay, just like the artist isn't going to make money for a while. You know, you, I could be making 20%. 20% of nothing is nothing. 50% exactly. of nothing is nothing, you know. Exactly. You have to get them somewhere for you to pull anything out of it. And that takes, it, you know, it's a symbiotic relationship. It takes worth on both ends. So if, if one side's pushing and the other isn't, it's just not going to work, you know. And you really, if, if I perceive this right, though, I'm not a talent agent or representative, but uh, just from my experience and from what I hear from you and, and others in the business, uh, you're really you're really working with two separate entities. You're obviously working with this child prodigy, this uh, mm-hmm. talent to be hopeful, and mm-hmm. you're also working with their their parents or whoever their representative is. And yeah. you, you not only have to teach the potential talent the the ins and outs and what's they what they have to do as you said the, the homework learning yeah. the business as well as just the presentation but you also have to teach the parent guardian or whoever their representative is uh, the same basic things because these you're you're dealing with people that have no real experience in the business and don't know what it takes to become a quote rock star unquote yeah uh, it's interesting through the years uh you know um i've seen some very extremely talented uh, uh young people um that were mom and dad were helping out and they were they were given support and then kind of it morphed into this management position or mom and dad put the money in they 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 fund the records and the recordings or or and then in their desire to do the best and give the child the most they they don't vet opportunity properly. So, and in other words, there's a lot of uh, agents, uh, artist development companies, whatnot, that are kind of, they do it for all the wrong reasons. They do it kind of to stroke the egos because it looks good on paper, it looks good on Facebook, it looks good on the web. And and they're not, they're not really doing it for the artist or for that kid. Um, I've run into that a few times. Uh, especially, you know, being where I am, kind of in a limited market here where I live. Uh, but it, it, it kind of repeats, overlaps everywhere I go across the country, too. It's a common mistake, pitfall, of anybody who, who doesn't really know the industry. And then the other side is kind of dealing with that parental, you know, I don't know the, the proper word for it. They they look right. out for their child, so sometimes 
they don't understand that, you know, maybe their child is best suited to be part of a duo, trio group as opposed to a singular soul artist. Or, you yeah. so they're, they, you know, they I have... try to let them know there's other opportunity that they always have to keep their eyes open and that everything should have a plan. And that, pl- that plans, plans are great, but if you don't put the plan in action, you know, so they're small steps to a big goal. You know, you know, the tunnel vision, it, 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 it kind of works, but uh, you got to still have that peripheral vision to be smart enough to sit back and look and see, is there something to the left and the right that's just just out of my, my main focus? It's there. I can see it. You know, maybe I should take a right. better look and, at it. And the, the, the parent, especially, I would imagine this is especially true, when it's an, a parent, a close relative, or close friend of the family uh, that's doing the yeah. representing, uh, they have to, well, they're stuck in that rock and the hard place situation between wanting to open the door and make a break for their protege, and at the same time, uh, wanting to protect this uh, upcoming artist from the pitfalls of the business, uh, pitfalls yeah. of which they really aren't even aware of themselves. They don't know. Correct. And they, here's the other side of it, too. There's sometimes, just like your child of anything, just in life, you've got to let them fall down a time or two. You've got to let them see the scars of the business. You have to. It's absolutely integral to their growth as an artist. They have to realize that it's not all, you know, you, you know, glitz and glamour, or it's not all easy. It's not all... and and they, and. and and it's on so many levels now, I think the Internet and the web and social media have kind of, again, over, over-colored the actual image of what it really is. I mean, and I say that by like, let me use a, a little side thing. So, you, you know, David, you have a son or daughter that's, you know, let's say it's just, you know, just unbelievable talent. And you, you're going to do your damnedest to get them as visible as possible. So what you do is... You sponsor an ad, let's say, on Facebook so that your son or daughter can, you know, go from 200 likes on their page to 2,000 or 5,000 likes. So they're spending this money because you have it, but what they're not understanding is they don't have the plan for it. Their plan was just to spend the money to get them likes. But are the likes going to generate people buying tickets and buying records and buying merchandise and, and growth for that. Excellent point. Excellent point. Absolutely. It rarely does because people will click like on anything. So really what you're doing is just pouring your money away. And then you're going to hear somebody else on another blog somewhere say, well, labels are looking at um, how many likes you have on Facebook and how many followers on Twitter. Well, there, there's some truth to that, but it's very limited. And the bigger truth is labels today don't have a ton to offer an indie artist. Um, You know, it's kind of a do-it-yourself world right now. A lot of artists are sitting in the the driver's seat. They just don't have anybody to help them steer. You know, they they don't have the experience yet. So, you know, so some of the stuff you read, just like with the Internet, there's just so much information but so much misinformation. It's not. It's not really disinformation. It's misinformation. Just all these little avenues that that have a little finger of truth, um, and people get caught up with one of them. I read this article. This is the way it's got to be. Well, 
There's this, that, and the other thing. What about those articles? you got to take a little bit of everything that makes general common sense and use that to develop a plan. And then, like we said before, that plan is no good if it's, if it's just something you're looking at or on paper and you know in your head. You actually have to take the steps. That, 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 then we're back to the basic hard work ethic. Right. One foot and in front of the other, you know? You said so- One foot you said in front of the other. A little, you said something a little earlier that really struck me as, a, as a very important, uh, and it's, it's just like raising a child. You know, if you overprotect them, uh, they don't ever fall down and skin their knees. Yeah. So when they get older, yeah. uh, they don't know what it's like to get hurt. Right. Uh, you mentioned the adversity and the fact that they have to see the adversity, and you're absolutely right. If you yeah. never face absurd, uh, adversity, you never learn how to deal with adversity. And I, I'm, I'm drawn to a, it's a slightly different parallel, but the, the concept is similar. This case of uh, this young kid who uh, killed four people in a drunk driving accident and his mother spirited him off to uh, Mexico after his attorney pleaded uh, affluenza. He was so affluent and rich and babied and spoiled that he didn't have a concept that what he did was wrong. I mean, there's a good example of someone who is completely unaware of reality. And if you don't face reality, you don't know how to handle reality. This is true. And I know John, so bon jo- John Bon Jovial is standing by, and I think he has a question. John? Shoot. Yeah. Hey, uh, Dan, first of all, before I get to that, you know, welcome back to the show. It is great to have Thanks, you back John. with Thanks us Thanks for having again. me. Uh, hey, it really is our pleasure because every time you're on with us, it really is very rather enlightening. And you know, uh, David message, messaged me, uh, "Do you have any questions?" And you know, I'm listening and I'm thinking to myself, "Man, I got nothing right now." Until you <laughs> touched on something, yeah. and you're talking about steps, the small steps. Yes. You know, you, no shortcuts. You got to take the small steps. And how do you? encourage somebody who has become discouraged because they keep taking the small steps. And it's like, how much longer do I have to take these darn small steps before I can take a big step? Because I know what I'm capable of, and yada, yada, yada. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I, That's I, a I great question. You, yeah, you I have mean, to take the small steps, but how long? Do you take well, the I mean, small steps? And, and you know, that's kind of a relative thing, right? So depends on the artist and it depends on the plan. It depends on the steps. But, like, there, there's, no, there's no real answer for how long. Forever. It's just like life. Life is a continual forever. movement of forward of small steps. Sometimes we step backwards. Those steps aren't always in forward direction. Let me, let me say that. You know, you, we are going to face adversity. We are going to fall down. We are going to lose faith from time to time. That's a fact. We're human, you know. Even, even the, the most arrogant, most positive artist, pers- artist, person, anything in the world, successful financially by all means, those people have all fallen down. They've all faced adversity, whether it's a, the biggest businessman, the president of the United States, I don't care who it is. The, the thing that separates those people that, that have achieved their form of success and whatever they feel their, their given field is, okay, or whatever their, their, their talent is, they've always endured. So, so my advice to people is that, look it, 
stay focused, your time will come. Are you doing the right things? Do you believe in yourself or do you believe in that talent? Then no, you will make it. You can be successful. Uh, you know, and again, because it's such a such a you know broad term success. You know, like you know, uh, it depends on your perspective. What is success? Well, I- I'm speaking personal success, personal fulfillment. Some of us get to the point in our careers where we, and I, I can speak for this personally, where I finally get to the point where I'm comfortable not chasing down being a rock star. I'm comfortable where I sit in my knowledge and in my desire to help other artists. I'm comfortable so that I don't have to make excuses. You know, I'm comfortable that I'm helping somebody in the right path the way I am helping them. There's other people that would do it different. This is the way I do it. So I think, you know, circling back, just giving them the confidence, helping them to, to be as enlightened as they can about the business and about their own talent even. Sometimes they need to hear, this is a little out. But I also have run into situations where, um, you know, and again, I, I never bring up any names, but, you know, so I'm helping this one artist and, and, and mom and dad kind of had them getting some other help, you know, over here. And, and, and we kind of had two different um, ways of getting things done to achieve the goal, myself compared to this other person. So, so the artist came to me and was quite upset, really, really upset. I don't know what to do. I feel like I suck now. I, 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 am, I do, am I being wrong to you by doing it that way? Am I being wrong to them? I just don't know what to do. And was real upset. My advice was, you have to do what you feel in your heart. And I could be right. I could be wrong. They could be right. They could be wrong. The fact of the matter is we're both here because we believe in you. So you have to know that no matter what, you know, these are the choices in life you're going to have to feel. And, 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 and even more so, thinking back on that particular artist, they were kind of sheltered. I remember having the conversation with the parents saying, you know, you've got to let this person out a little bit. You've got to let them come out. Great songwriting, but now the songwriter can only get deeper and better by letting them experience life a little more and not always keeping them in the bubble, you know. So, uh, yeah. That's a good answer. I mean, that's, yeah, I mean, that that's really what it is. It's just like life. I don't life. think there's any such thing as a wrong answer either. I mean, it's, no, you know, there it's, isn't. It's, it's just you have to gain experience. That's the only way. Cause, I mean, my God, I remember – you know, 40-some-odd years ago when I started in radio and, you know, thinking to myself, oh, I'm good enough to work in Los Angeles, you know, it's yeah. like, no, you're not, yeah. no, no, you're not. you got to work in these crappy little small markets for a while and get that experience. So, yeah, I got understand it. that. Yeah. yeah. The other thing I think is artists, too, like, um, man, I'm seeing a lot of this lately, and I, I think we've brought this up before, just the oversaturation or placing your artist – a, a, on any particular bill, anywhere they can play. Let's just get them out there. They need to grow. And, 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 and I get it. I get it. But it's, it, they ha- those, those moves have to make sense for the artist in the genre that, that they're getting into. You can't just place an artist out. Just get them out there. Go ahead. run them. Because you know what's going to happen? You're going to burn the name right out. You're going to burn the artist out, playing to no one, not feeling like it's getting anywhere, whether they're young or old. I'm seeing it across the board, from the original artists to the cover uh, cover bands to just complete oversaturation, jumping at any bill they can get on just to play, 
Um, and then there's the other side of the situation where the, everybody wants to get paid. Sure. We all want to get paid. No one likes working for free. These are the facts, right? So in their zest to get money, they'll take, again, they'll take these things that just aren't the right move for the career or, the, or that given genre of music. So, so it's just such a strange business we're in. <laughs> you know, it, it, where... It, it is, you know, as, as a tangent, last night, uh, my wife and I went over to Fort Lauderdale. Uh, I'm in Naples, which is on the west coast of Florida, Fort Lauderdale, sure, sure. of course, just a little bit north of Miami, to see John Sebastian, uh, and, which was an absolutely phenomenal show. He just was up there... Uh, he was up there solo, but he told this story back in 1965 when he and the Spoonful got their first invitation to play at a club in San Francisco, and they're thinking, "Baby, we're going to the Fillmore," and it turned out to be a strip club. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> and, and and so you know, so it, it, you know, you, you talk about an exercise in, in in having your ego torn down after it's built up, but of course, yeah. then again. There's a primary example there of perseverance and how it can pay off. Sure. Absolutely. And we don't realize it. Listen, like I said, everybody gets down. John, you know that, David, myself, everybody. We're, you know, that life is adversity. Life is, is fun. If, if everything was always happy and up and always great, you wouldn't know it was great. You'd have nothing to gauge it on. You know, it That's would just right. be, yeah. So without the downs, there is no up. You know, without the up, there is no down. So it's back. These are the things that I try to tell the artist. You're going to have these times. These are the times you call me. You're pissed off? Call me. You said? (laughs) Call me. Uh, You know, did something great happen in your life? Share it. Tell me. What can we do? How can I help? Let's, you know. So these are, are, that's the time where I I, I tell artists, you know, lean on the people who who really, who care about you. Lean on the people who, who, who invest time in you as a person, not just your art, not just your talent. I don't care if it's acting, uh, you know, um, no matter what it is. If you're a talented body, auto body guy, uh, you know, plumber, artist, um, you know, uh, a radio personality, no matter what, you know, you, you have to be, you surround yourself by those that, that, that give you love, that give you that understand the person you are, and your art will come to the, uh, the next level. And, and I think I kind of try to use that in my business um, across the board, whether I'm developing an artist, uh, uh, managing an artist, or, or booking an artist. You know, am I just going to book them to book them so I can take my commission? It doesn't work. It's kind of like if the group goes in and it doesn't go over well for the buyer – do you think the buyer is going to call me or that artist again for another? I mean, they, you might get a second call. You certainly won't get a third. You know what I mean? You, know, you can get a, you can get a paycheck out of them once, but that's yeah. it. Yeah, what you, good that, is that? That's, that's, yeah, what good is that? No good at all. Relationship building. So, so now that's kind of the next phase that you know I really wanted to touch on with you guys too. Building relationships in this business is absolutely key. But now here's the strange little thing. This little caveat. We'll call it what you will. I'll never forget the. Uh, I, I can't quote it because my brain is a little slow today, a little too much of the Texas de Brazil last night. But um, uh, so Irving Azoff, one of the world's greatest uh, uh, music managers uh, who handles the Eagles amongst other acts, okay, 
he said he had a quote somewhere. It was along if if everybody is your friend in this business, you're doing your job incorrectly. So you know what you do is you network with people. You be an affable person, but you're inevitably you're going to run into people who have expectations, and they're just not. They're just not they're realistic nuts. expectations. Yeah, they're nuts. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. good. That's You're going to get into the nuts no matter what. <laughs> but there's other people that just, in their mind, they've painted this picture. Or they've thought that they didn't think things through. Or they didn't listen to your, the details, you know. So you're going to have them, and they're going to go off, and in this wonderful world that we have technology today, you're going to get somebody who's going to get on the Internet and is going to say something about you. I've had it. We've yeah. all had it. Right? Oh, sure. It's kind and of another no, you, form you, of bullying. But yeah, artists need to be strong the, yeah. and realize there's nothing yeah. you're going to do about that. They're always going to be there. The stalkers. Yeah, the, side, yeah, the other side of that coin, though, is and, – and, and this always makes me scratch my head in wonder – yeah. is that you get an alleged, and I emphasize the word alleged talent like a Justin Bieber who takes yep. off out of nowhere, you know, 18 years old. It's like, and, 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 here's, and, and here is um, a, a truly talented musician uh, like some of the guests that we have on here. Um, and, and uh, you know, and, and, they're, and they hear of this and they're thinking to themselves, what the hell? You know, and 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 it's like you know, so that's not always the norm, but you know, and 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 I do the same thing. Something mm-hmm. like that, like a Bieber comes along, and I think I'm like, so what the hell? Well, I mean, <laughs> you know, let's just call it what it is. Like, you know, you know, let's let's just talk about that for one second. There are, are a ton of very talented people in this yes. in this industry. There, yes, are, there are. One million tons of not very talented people in this industry, right? And they're all trying to be seen. So they've got this big pot, and everything's boiling out of it. All these bubbles, all this talent, blah blah blah. And 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 what's going to get seen? Who's going to get seen? Who's going to make a difference? Who's going to get heard? And and then, let alone become a megastar like Bieber. Here are the facts about Bieber. Love him or hate him, these are the facts. The kid as a young, young, young boy, was extremely talented. It was a rare, rare talent. You can hate him today, you can say he doesn't have any talent, but that would be an untrue statement because the fact of the matter is the kid can sing, the kid can dance, and the kid can, he's a multi-instrumentalist. These are a fact. Katy Perry, same thing. Oh, she's just big boobs, pretty eyes, you know. Right? Yep. She's eye candy all the way. So we've, she's got that part of the marketing done. But you know what? The girl can sing and she can write a song. So... So they, they've got they've everybody. It's so easy to hate those people when you're an artist who's got the same talent, but for some reason, it it, it didn't. It, you're not that. You're not Katy Perry. You're not you're Justin Bieber. And I'm just talking about pop for now because it's easy. It's it, it, it on a general sense, anybody of any age knows those names. Okay. Yep. So so you're that artist and you're pissed off. Good. Get pissed. What are you going to do about it? You know what you're going to do if, if, you, if you work for me or if I'm your manager or if I'm your father or if I'm directing your career? You're going to take that and you're going to go and you're going to hone your craft. And you're going to work harder. Instead of complaining and looking, what if, what if, you're going to say, you know what, I want, I want, I will make this happen. So you turn that around. But I do understand that play. I, I understand when they're looking at that, saying, man, what about me? The key in this business, at where it is right now, the way the business stands, is sticking out from the crowd, 
knowing your knowing where you sit in the market and how are you going to get seen how are you going to stand out from the crowd and and the really the basic basic the where it really comes down to actual base is the songs great songwriting is great songwriting you know i'm gonna jump you just in have here. to keep cranking to, them out yeah go I'm ahead sorry i'm sorry to, I'm not, no, that's all right. I'm sorry to interrupt. We've had a uh, major technical glitch. I know I got blanked out and had no audio whatsoever. Couldn't get back in and had to call in on a phone, uh, <laughs> which is how you're talking to me now. Yeah. I am getting reports from people who say they're not able to hear this, although others are. And we have one of those who are right on the line right now. I have a gentleman, Dan. His name is Michael Kane. He's calling us from across the pond in London, and he has a question for you. So sure, I'm going to bring him in here and introduce you to him. Michael Kane, this is Dan Kohler. Dan, meet Michael Kane from London. Michael Kane, how are you doing? Hello, this is Michael Kane, the celebrity actor. <laughs> <laughs> you can look me up. I was in Joe's Fall. <laughs> we'll look you and up, my you- friend. Did you have a question? Did you have a question? I love your radio show. I listen to it whenever I'm on this side of the pond. Did you have a question for Dan? I wanted to take a moment of your time to recognize a tremendous event, the birthday of Howard Stern. Yeah, you know, I don't think we really uh I don't think we're really going to get into that area of the business right now. As we're a fellow broadcaster, music. you must be a big fan of Howard. I'm definitely a big fan of Howard, but we are talking on a totally different plane here. So we're going if to throw I the microphone back to uh, we're going to throw the microphone back to Dan and uh, John Bo, uh, John Bon Jovial, who are having an excellent conversation there, and I appreciate you uh, carrying on in my. <laughs> no, that's okay. I I I think that we got pranked there, and uh, you know that's <laughs> yeah. that's all well and good. Howard Stern, yeah. I love Howard Stern. And, and, Howard, if this is you and your boys doing this, congratulations on uh, your uh, sign, signing of your next five years with Sirius Satellite Radio. We love hey, you. Maybe we we'll all be you. part of it. Yeah, maybe we'll yeah, all I... be part of it someday. But uh, thanks for the call. And, hey, happy trails, uh, Mr. Stern and company. <laughs> happy yes, sir. Michael, good talking to you. And uh, uh, I'll have a... Uh, I'll have a word on Howard Stern a little bit later. I'm not sure what's going on, but I know there is a problem with the Black Talk radio platform, and I know some people are hearing us, some are not. I just spoke with one listener who was trying to call in and uh, couldn't get in and cannot get back into the Black Talk radio platform. She's logged out and back in three times and can't get in. So we are definitely experiencing some kind of difficulties and, well, uh, if, if it's any consolation, David, we are getting a pretty a pretty strong audio feed on this end here in Florida, so I I, I think that generally speaking, we're going to be okay. Uh, Nick, are we getting a good uh, line feed there? Yep, okay, yeah, we are. So I think that's probably just a regional thing. <laughs> but Dan, I, I, I know this uh, probably lasted a little longer than you intended, and oh, our okay. next guest... Our next guest may be having trouble getting into us because he hasn't called in yet either, and uh, it was going to be a, a very interesting guest because our next guest scheduled is Lauren Anthony, who is a Native American, uh, well, he's a, a hard rock musician, for one thing. He, he's, also, he's also a licensed actor, has appeared in 
uh, in bit roles. He hasn't achieved a major role yet, but he's had bit roles in many movies, including uh, the ill-fated Johnny Depp Lone Ranger film. He was in the, he was in the scene there where uh, all the Indians were dancing around, getting ready to kill the Lone Ranger or whatever, and he was one of the Braves that was going to do the killing or whatever the situation was. Uh, but uh, Lauren, Lauren has been on our show uh, a couple of times. He's always a lot of fun to talk to. He is my fried bread brother, and one of the one of these days we're going to actually get together and uh, and chew some fried bread. There you but, go. Uh, Lauren was most recently, and I, I know this will uh, interest you, Dan. And if you get to the pinch where you have to leave, just say so. But yeah, Lauren, no, what, Lauren was one of the Native Americans working on Adam Sandler's flick, Ridiculous Six. He was one of the Native American actors who walked off the set because of their depiction of Native Americans and lack of respect for the uh, for the traditions. And uh, uh, he has taken it one step further. And actually, and I salute the man for this because he does a lot of good. He uh, he works incessantly with kids. He's constantly working with kids in uh, in all areas in in their in their growth, their education. Uh, their physicality, you know, working in, in exercise classes with them and everything. As a matter of fact, I know he was working in uh, Gallup, New Mexico today, where it's like 20 degrees. He has a group of his youth that he's working with and was going to be taking a break with them. And I was hoping that we'd be able to maybe have them get on and give a cheer, too, but uh, he hasn't been you know, able to that's, get through. That's awesome, because uh, <laughs> we talk about this thing all the time, David, even, even privately, you know, um, getting people to kind of give back a little more than, you know, it's it's kind of a fast food society, fast food Facebook society, I call it, you know, where we want everything now, and, and, and then we believe everything we see and read. And listen, have I been sucked into that, listen, wholeheartedly, I'm not going to lie, sure, one of these, yeah. you know, just post away kind of guys without chicken. So, so to have, to hear that somebody's actually given back feet on the ground to, to help kids, children, uh, young adults, kind of get some footing, some moral compass. I mean, that's amazing. I love that. And, yes, he's done it. He's been doing this for years. He's done an excellent job with the Native American community. As I said, he's on the res out in Gallup in Mexico today. And one of the things, he was going to come on and talk about the walk-off of the Adam Sandler set. And uh, he has actually carried it one step further. And I really admire the man for what he has done because he's taken a musical stance to it, and while treating it seriously and with the respect that it deserves, he has also tried to make light of it and basically turn a bad situation into something of a good situation. He's taken and done a spoof of a song from The Wedding Singer. Now, remember, this is a hard rock musician, and if you, uh, if you go online, you can find him, find his group, uh, it's on Twitter at Bloodline One, and it's on uh, he's on YouTube Bloodline. Uh, you got to be careful though, because there's a couple of different groups named Bloodline. He is the group out of Gallup, New Mexico, and uh, he has taken and given it a country edge. Matter of fact, the first time you hear it, you almost think, uh, "Well, this is Joe Blow from New Mexico who can't sing." But if you listen to it, you listen to the words to it. It is a 100% total spoof which he does in country context, a country music song, and the lyrics speak directly to the fact 
that uh, the Native Americans were upset over their treatment in their, their depiction in Adam Sandler's movie and walked off the set. We're going to play the song here in a little bit. It's uh, it's called Walk Off on You, and uh, I, I think it's really uh, it, it's fun. It makes a point, and it really shows you the power of music because he's basically taken a negative situation, turned it around, and made it something of a positive situation without losing the integrity of the original situation, if you follow what I'm saying. Yeah, absolutely, 100%. I'm actually reading on it right now. As as we as you were uh, talking, I kind of pulled it up quick, and I'm, at least one spot, uh, it's actually reading from the uh, Indian Country Today Network. Um, it's a great article, actually. A lot of yeah. I didn't I, I had heard about it, but uh, I didn't know all the details. At least as this article is telling them, pretty interesting. Yeah, it was it was a very interesting thing, and I see you do what I do. You pull stuff up online while you're uh, while you're talking about it. Multitasking. <laughs> Professionals better learn how to multitask. Oh, believe me, I multitask. John Bon Jovial will tell you there are times I may have eight, ten windows open at the same time. Uh, oh, oh yes. And, I'll, and, and I'll I need it. to interject. Yeah, I need to interject something too, David. You know, you mentioned uh, Gallup, New Mexico. Uh, don't forget Winona or Flagstaff, Arizona. I'm sorry. I said don't forget Winona or Flagstaff, Arizona. Winona. I'm Winona. making an extraordinarily lame joke. <laughs> I mean, yeah, either that or it's way over my head, way more highbrow. I guess. Yeah. Now, if you told me you were standing on a corner in Winslow, Arizona, I would have caught on real quick. That for sure. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Just think Nat King Cole on Route 66. Oh uh, my God. Okay. Yes. Okay. All right. <laughs> all right. You know what? That 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 that, that totally sucked. I take it all back. You know, you know, I got, I got two, I got two things to say about that, John Bon Jovi. First off, you got us, you got us good. You slipped one by that we couldn't catch. And secondly, in the words, and I'm going to date myself here, you've got to be old enough to remember the early days of television and a guy named Red Skelton. I saw him on his show. I used to watch it religiously every week. There was one time he told a joke that went over the audience's head, and he had to stop and explain it. And he just looked at the camera in that sad face, that sad blank stare of his, and said, "When you got to explain them, they're bad." Oh yeah, I remember that. I do remember that. Yes. <laughs> As I YouTube Red Skelton. <laughs> oh, what a world! What a world! What a world! I'm melting. There's a bunch of Red Skelton on YouTube, and uh, I know I go back. Uh, every year around the 4th of July, and I'll pull up a, a very inspiring piece he did on live TV. Remember, these days, this TV was live. There was no pre-recorded stuff. Yeah. And he did a very inspirational uh, feature on the Pledge of Allegiance and what it means. And uh, I'll tell you, it's something I made my kids watch, and I think I think everybody should watch because it just puts in perspective what this great country of ours is, and right now I think it's I think it's in some bad shape, and we could use uh, a little reawakening to some core values, and uh, uh, that was one. I of couldn't agree with you more. I mean, you know, we again, David. I think uh, you know privately we've discussed stuff like this, and not, and not so privately, if I do recall as well, as on on the show as well. But um, 
you know, outside of all this music business stuff becomes the reality again that I touched before about just life, back to that reality of life. Yes. And absolutely. It, yeah. It's just I look at my daughter who's eight every morning and sometimes I just shake my head, I close my eyes and just shake my head to myself just going, What 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 is this going to be like for her in twenty years? I mean, hell, what's gonna be like twelve months from now? We just Yeah, really it's scary. It's changed so much you know, in just the last seven, eight years and and just so much for the worse and I hate to sound like my father, Oh, you kids, you kids you know, but but you kids <laughs> you know, um it's just insane. I never would have thought we would have the issues we have today that, in my opinion, you know, and again, just my opinion, that, that just the the way race relations, in my opinion, are just so stressed more than they have been in 30 years, 40 years. Um, and the economy, uh, war, uh, you know, religion, how... It factors so heavily. And the sensitivity, the ridiculous sensitivity, and I'm not talking about being sensitive like, like Loren here, you know, to something where he shouldn't take some sensitivity. and Because that's more of dissensitivity than sensitivity. I mean, I, I don't think that's even a word. De, de, de no, I understand what you're saying. No, I know what you're saying. You know, not, not taking consideration, you know, things. But, but I mean, just we, we can't look at pictures anymore. We can't say our own opinion. It, the same people that complain uh, about the, the First Amendment, right, are the same yeah. ones that don't want to hear somebody else use the First Amendment to, to <laughs> you know, uh, to, to have another uh, point of view. So we just watch the whole world kind of going off the rails in and, and, and yeah. our own country right here. And we've got to the point in this country... We've got to the point in this country right now, I feel, where not only I, – I'll, I'll go farther than uh, than you with 30 years. I think racially we are more divided now than we've been at any time since the Civil War. And secondly, I think that we have become so polarized and so hardcore entrenched in our own opinions and our own sensitivities yep. that – there is no meeting of the minds. We see it in Congress. What the American public doesn't see is that it is a direct reflection of what is happening to America. We are becoming so polarized, neither side will give in. There is no negotiation. Each no. side says, you know, it's my way or the highway, and consequently we can't get anything accomplished. It's, 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 it's so sad. I... I it, there's no simple answer, obviously. There just there, there's no simple answer, but there's also no doubt of, on the reality, the facts. Now, facts come from all sides, right? You can pull facts, and and, and each one has its own little value and its own little snippet. And then there's the totality, the reality of things. And and some people, I, I wonder how skewed their reality really is. Where do they live? And what world do they live in when, you know, they come up with the most bizarre, um, I, I don't even know. You know, I had a conversation with someone not too long ago about hard work ethic and but but remaining true to morals, you know, standards, moral standard. And, and this was a younger person in their early 20s, fresh out of college. 
So I get it. But the scary part was, it, it, I kind of identified it when I was that age with the same kind of um, thought process, if you will. Um, right. Then I lived a little bit. And I'm not, yes. I'm not knocking young people. We, we, I mean, listen, everybody's young once, right? Absolutely. But when you live a little bit and you do fall down as many times as they're going to fall down, and you realize that the world doesn't operate in a, in a, in a, it'd be great if and what if and boy, this would be just. There's the reality of the situation, you know, and, and reality is such a stronger, makes such a big stronger impact to things that, I think, you know, a lot of these people, not just kids, but you know, it's just anybody, people in general, have so many freedoms here in the U.S. that it it it's it becomes um i don't i don't know what the word is for it they're, they're in their own mind they they just get caught up as if like the whole world should be the way that they want to see it well, they don't right. realize they, yeah, we're all individuals yeah, we all have a different they opinion don't, you're right they don't realize they don't realize what they have as compared to what they might not have and uh yeah you're right we were all kids once and we all learned an awful lot and kids today are going to have a totally different perspective in another 20 years. Absolutely. And you know what? Today they they won't see it. I, I mean, you know, and I, and, and I see people my age, you know, in, in, their, in their mid to late 40s, that kind, of, uh, that kind of are moving into another mindset, too. They're kind of getting they're, – they're, they're watching the media, the, the mainstream media, how it's – and we see it, and, and, and we all get together, and we talk like a bunch of old people now. Like, wow, can you imagine? Right. If there's nowhere to get news anymore because it's so skewed. I don't care what station or where. So where do you? You know what? If you, if you're not sure, always rely back on what you what you knew, and that was your moral compass, right? Yes, and I think that's another. I think that's yeah. another thing that uh, that we need to work on too, because I think there are a lot of people who whose compasses have gotten slightly skewed. Dan Kohler, <laughs> we're going to have to wrap this one up and get moving on here, and I know you've got things to do too, but Absolutely. I so appreciate you. you taking the time to uh, not only uh, hold Rockstar 101 class with us, but also to uh, have this very interesting and very timely discussion of uh, life in these United States today. It's, uh, as always, a pleasure to have you join us. And you, you and great to, you great and as well. You, Thank you guys so much for the opportunity. Great uh, yeah, it really was. Door is always open to you, Dan. Come join Thank us you, sir. anytime. You're always welcome. I love to you and your beautiful family. I hope you had a great time at Disney, and uh, look forward to talking to you again in the very near future. Great, gentlemen. You too. Have a, have a great 2016, and I'm sure to talk again. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Dan Kohler, Tier 1 talent in Albany, New York, and also front man for the legendary authorized Alice in Chains uh, cover group, Sludge Factory. You get a chance to see them, you're going to get a chance to see one hell of a show, I can tell you that. And right now, it looks like uh, friend, uh, Lauren Anthony has gotten tied up. I know he had a youth program he was instructing this afternoon, and he was trying to get away from that. I know we've had some technical problem here that for some reason knocked out audio, which is why I'm on the telephone instead of on the microphone. But uh, 
we are still going on. That's one of the joys of uh, live radio. You never know what the heck is going to happen next. And uh, since Lauren isn't uh, isn't with us at this time, and we are going to have to move on because uh, we've got Paul Delacerda of Vetted, the Wounded Warrior Band, coming on here in just a few minutes. So I want to be sure and get Lauren Anthony's song on. And, you know, I just uh, I, I just went over what it is, what it's about, the Adam Sandler movie, Ridiculous Six, which I guess is uh, is doing okay on the, on Showtime or wherever they're showing it. It went straight to uh, cable. I don't think it was ever released in the theaters. And uh, the story, of course, is uh, the Native Americans who work on the set or were supposed to be actors in the show uh, did not like the treatment of the uh, heritage of the uh, Native Americans on there as they were portrayed. And consequently, uh, they got up and walked off the set and said, uh, no, we're not doing it. And what has happened is uh, Lauren, Lauren Anthony of Bloodline, who was one of the actors who walked off the set, uh, decided to take it one step further. And he has created a spoof song which is going viral. It is on YouTube, so you can see it and listen to it there anytime. And uh, get you can get a copy for yourself as well. So we're going to play that right now. If Nick is in the uh, engineering booth and ready to go, this is Lauren Anthony. It's called Walk Off on You. It makes me sad I wanna laugh with you But your movies are bad All I wanna do is Walk off on you You're so out of touch It makes my heart ache Share genocide Murder and hate All I could do is Walk off on you Others need us For you Give you some fried and roasted corn Versus need For you Even let you braid my hair And stay in my home So let me set the record To help you think Natives are funny, but you let the movie stink. You disrespect the culture, so I walked off on you. You're so ridiculous, it makes me sad. I want to laugh with you, but your movies are bad. All I want to do is walk off on you. Thank you. 
messed up their entire tour, and I believe uh, he is ready now. I just dropped my water on the floor, but that's not a big deal. Let's bring him on. <laughs> Let's bring on Paul. De- yeah, hey, listen, when it goes wrong, it goes all wrong. Uh, let's bring on Paul Delacerda of Vetage. Paul, you with us? Yes. How are you doing today? I'm doing fine, thank you. If dropping my water on the floor is the worst that happened, I'm in way better shape than you guys. How are you guys all doing after your accident? Everybody's doing fine. Uh, what happened was we were on our way to Fort Lewis to perform for the Wounded Warriors for uh, the Army and for the Air Force. We actually had about 300 expected in attendance because it was one of those mandatory fun kind of situations. But um, very, very enthusiastic about getting there. And then, as you said before, we did we hit some black ice and uh, it slid into the guardrail and bent the frame of the, of the van and uh, knocked out the side window. Pretty much bit the van in half. I mean, it's it's got a huge dent on the side. Because what happened was the trailer jackknifed and hit the hit the side of the van and knocked the window out. And my guys were sleeping on the back, so um, it hit their heads. I mean, it was like it it you know it would it would have done some serious damage if we got hit by anybody else. But uh, a tractor trailer just narrowly missed us uh, that was behind us when we when we got when we slid out of control, and uh, he slid as well. And he said, man, he he barely you know was able to get out of it. But um, the good thing was that everybody's alive and, and well. Uh, we didn't go that we went to the left instead of the right. The right would have been a hundred foot drop down a cliff, so that would have been really Ouch, bad. Yeah. And I wouldn't be talking to you guys right now, so I can't complain. Yeah, really, anymore. and uh, we're, we're so glad to hear that none of you, that there were no serious injuries. I know getting your head banged around in a van during an accident while you're sleeping is uh, is not escaping completely, but at least it wasn't something more serious. We're we're glad to hear that. Uh, how how are you coming on putting the pieces back together to get back on the road? Uh, so far, so good. Um, you know, we're just uh, we put the GoFundMe up, and that's been doing uh, you know briskly well, I guess you could say. I mean, it, it's coming in steadily, but we I've also put a lot of feelers out to uh, uh, all my endorsers and you know uh, sponsors that we had before, and you know um, just letting them know to put the word out for us to see if we can reach out to somebody. Someone out there might you know be able to link us up with someone that um, might be able to assist us. But I'm looking, if I'm going to get a van, I'm either going to get a new one or a slightly new one because um, anything, anything not slightly used, we're going to, we're going to burn it to the ground because we do so much traveling. I mean, oh, sure. this trip alone, this trip alone, 5,500 miles. Yeah. So, no, you know, I know what the road is of, like. <laughs> it's a lot of driving, man. So, you know, we can't, you know, I know some people like, well, we got a used van here and here. And I'm like, well, it might be good for now, but it won't be good for later. And I read it. If I'm going to invest in something, I might as well do it all in one shot, you know? And, right. Um, sure. You're... And we, we greatly appreciate it nonetheless, though. Oh, and uh, we've been, uh, we've been reposting and we'll continue to repost. Uh, why don't you go ahead and for the listeners uh, now, uh, give them the information on your GoFundMe account so they know how to find you. And maybe we can uh, maybe get a few people to, to contribute from here. And, and you know what? We'll take anything, five bucks, ten bucks, doesn't matter. It all goes towards the cause. And uh, I can tell you right now, 110% of that stuff's going to be used toward uh, getting us a new vehicle to get back on the road. Right now we got a rental, so uh, a rental truck, a four-wheel drive truck. So we're going to be crammed into a truck to get to Sacramento so we won't miss a show, um, which was a godsend that our insurance was able to take care of that part. But here in Salt Lake, you can't get a van to go one way with, so we ended up with a truck instead. Oh, really? Um, wow. <laughs> yeah. They won't do one Wonderful. way, man. It's just it's a messed up situation. So how, do, 
Could I, could I go how did they find your? I'm sorry. How did okay. they find your uh, GoFundMe account? That's what I was about to say. Our, our GoFundMe is uh, at GoFundMe.com. Help vetted. It's pretty easy. So it's help v e t t e d. Awesome. And if you guys have any questions and can't find it online, uh, be sure and stop by my uh, my radio page on uh, Facebook, uh, which is Facebook.com/slash. The David Bowers Awards, and uh, scroll down through there. You will find their posts on there where we are posting for them too. And uh, let's all get together because uh, these guys these guys do one hell of a job, for, and you can't find a better cause. You've got to, you've got wounded warriors out there helping wounded warriors, and uh, that's about the best you can do. I mean, uh, we're we're really proud and we're really happy that you uh, that you come by and stop on our show too because we love having you. You've got a new uh, a new record out or just coming out. I'm not sure exactly where you are in the timetable there. Oh, a new single's already released. Uh, it, it was actually released on uh, Christmas Eve, and um, it's called I Need the Breathe. Uh, you can find it on pretty much all digital outlets, uh, iTunes, and, uh, you know, Rhapsody and all those other ones out there, you know, Google Play. Um, you know, and the good thing about this one is, is that we put a lot of time and effort to the whole EP in general by John Moyer from the band Disturbed, and uh, mixed and mastered by my buddy uh, uh, with the band POD. So, you know, they really put some hard, you know, time into this, and and uh, John really did a kick-ass job producing the uh, the EP. Uh, this is one song off our upcoming EP that we wanted to put out and let people know. Um, that were out there, you know, and, and you're gonna love this song. It's, it was written by uh, Shannon Book, and uh, I'm telling you, it was just a killer, killer song. So we're we're really proud of it. Well, I am happy to say that I concur 100. You are gonna love the song. I've had the chance to hear it, and we're going to be sharing it with you in uh, in just a couple of moments here after we finish uh, talking with Paul. And for our listeners, Paul, tell us about the guys in the bands. Okay, well, since they're not here right now because they're actively out there getting stuff for the road, um, Shannon Book is our singer. He is a Navy corpsman, uh, did 17 years in the uh, military. Uh, most of it was done with the Marine Corps. So, you know, he um, he spent actually spent 15 years of it with the Marine Corps. So, you know, he's more Marine than he was Navy. But um, then we have uh, uh, J- James Greenlee. He was in the Marine Corps. He was a grunt just like me. And uh, he spent time, uh, I think, eight years, I believe. And, uh, you know, he did his deal in Afghanistan. Um, and, you know, he, he got shot in the dome. See, here's the here's – let uh, me rewind for a second. So Shannon, Shannon got, got blown up a couple times. JP's got shot in the dome, uh, shot in the head. Um, and then I got blown up. So, you know, and I'll get to the other guys here in a little bit. But, yeah, it was, so we all had some kind of, you know, common, common ground there. Um and plus, all of us were grunts. And me, myself, obviously, uh, um, I'm Staff Sergeant Paul Delacerta, and I, I, I served in the 82nd Airborne Division uh, for my last uh, seven years, eight years of my career. Uh, I spent 15 years in the military, uh, started out in Italy, and um, got stationed in Hawaii. I was in a long-range surveillance detachment, and then I got sent over to uh, to Bragg, and that's kind of ended up there and did most of my uh, time there. And, you know, it was great, and then I got you know, injured in Iraq, and then I got, you know, medically discharged and uh, put out for traumatic brain injury and PTSD and various other disabilities that I have. Uh, same thing with uh, Shannon and same thing with JP, which, you know, we all have that in common. And uh, our bass player, 
was is a fireman. He's he's an active duty fireman, as a matter of fact. Uh, he was raised around a military family his entire life. So he's a uh, he's if you talk to him, you would never guess that he wasn't ever in the military because he has the uh, that uh, what do you call it uh, that he does all those acronyms. He says it all. He, he just has that whole. He carries himself the same way. So we're we're all yeah, brothers, right. no matter which. You know, and, and it, when it comes down to it, all four of us have one thing in common. When people are running away, we're going in. So, uh, you know. Well, you, you, you have more than that in common because you have the desire to help your uh, your brothers in arms, and you're out there uh, doing it in a you're, – you're doing it in a way where you can really reach them. I mean, there are people out there in various walks of life who are helping our veterans uh, and the wounded warriors, uh, but uh, – by doing it musically, you can reach a lot of people so much better than uh, you know uh, than necessarily a doctor in a white jacket with a stethoscope around his neck. You reach them on a different level, a more personal level, and uh, I think it I, personally, I think it is absolutely fantastic what you're doing, and I'm proud to be associated just to the little point that we are where I have you come on my show. Uh, play some music for us and talk to us. I'm really proud to know you, and I think what you're doing is one hell of a job. John Bon Jovial, would you like to comment? Well, I'm I'm just going to uh, back up everything that you said. I mean, my my utmost respect to to you and and, and your bandmates for everything that you've done. You know, not not only for your your yourselves and, and your your fellow soldiers, but for the country as a whole. Uh, not everybody agrees with the war effort, but I think everybody can agree on the sacrifice and the dedication that the military makes to this country. And uh, I, for one, am extremely proud of you and, and what you've done and uh, and and the way you're getting your message out, I, I don't have a question. I just basically, I just have some. I have praise. Appreciate it. Thank you. Um, and I mentioned, I meant to mention that uh, our bass player is Jerry Jones, and um, stellar bass player, all around good musician. Everybody I got in my band's great musicians. They they have the the drive and you know and tenacity to do what we do. And obviously, you can tell we have the drive because we got in an accident and we ain't turning around and going home. <laughs> okay, we still got a tour to do, and we're going to continue to do our tour, regardless of our situation. One thing that's for certain is that we're all trained to to be able to uh, react to different tragedies and different uh, um, you know situations that happen, and and we, we're able to do that. That's the one good thing about us. We're trained very well, all of us. And keep and keep on doing it. And you're also uh, you're also excellent musicians, and I, I've heard you. Uh, well, unfortunately, I've never had the opportunity to hear you in person, but I've heard you on uh, on my show, on your recordings. I've heard you on YouTube. Uh, before we move on to the song, be sure and tell folks how they can find you. Now, the one is the uh, is the uh, GoFundMe account that you have right now to get yourselves back on the road. But where can they find more about you and your music? Well, you know, we always got vettedband.com, which is our website, and it's getting revamped in the next few days. Uh, we also have uh, our Facebook, which we keep very um, we keep very active. So that and our Instagram, um, I'll give you all those here in a second, but we got that. And, uh, and of course, obviously, uh, you can go on our Twitter, too, as well. So uh, Facebook is uh, vettedband, and then um, what do you call it? Uh, Instagram is vetted underscore 
band underscore official. And, uh, that's our, that's our Instagram. And then our, um, uh, Instagram, uh, is, is vetted underscore band. So, you know, you can find us on all those things. We re- everybody responds to it. So you got no, no worries. If you want to say something to us, don't bot, you know, just get on there and hit the message button and we'll respond to you as quickly as possible. You know, um, people send us stuff all the time. You know, they, Hey, I got this song. I want you to check out. We do that stuff all the time. And, you know, and, we're there also for 20. There's one thing we need to, I need to express to everybody real quick. We are here 24 seven for anybody that, ne- that ever needs to talk to somebody. They need help. They need to talk to somebody and they feel like they can't talk to someone else around them. They could talk to us. You don't care what time of day it is. Call or, or message us 24 seven. I will pick that thing up and I will call somebody or I will answer the phone call, whichever way it goes. Fantastic, and thank you so very much, especially for squeezing us in in light of being on the road, uh, incapacitated to a large degree, and having all your problems trying to get back on the road to take the time to come to be with us this afternoon. We doubly appreciate that. Ladies and gentlemen, the band is Vetted, V as in Victor, E-T-T-E-D. You'll find them all over the Internet. Go find their music, go buy their music, and we're going to play up next right now uh, their song from, well, this is the new release from the soon-to-be-released EP. This is I Need to Breathe.
I would say so. <laughs> Just listening to it, I need to breathe. <laughs> that's that good is, stuff. Yeah, it is. Good and stuff. I, I want I want to hasten to mention one thing that uh, Paul mentioned to me after we got off the air when the song had started. Uh, he had neglected to mention one thing. If in fact you would like to help these wonderful, wonderful veterans of ours. And I, I, in this case, in both cases, in, in getting their uh, their show back on the road after the tragic accident that wiped out their truck and their trailer, uh, and also in the work that they do with other veterans, especially the Wounded Warriors, uh, if you would like to help and you don't particularly care for GoFundMe accounts, you wanted me to be sure and mention that you can go to their website, vetted.com, there's a link on there. You can donate directly from that, and no amount. It's too small, $5, $10, whatever you want, as many times as you want. Uh, donate to help get them back on the road. Uh, really, really a great bunch of guys we're proud to be associated with. And that's going to pretty closely wrap up what we've got here today uh, with one one exception, John Bon Jovial. Uh, I know you've been standing by. And we're going to make you stand by just a minute or so more before we uh, close out today's show, because I've been sure, promising. Yes, sure. <laughs> I've been promising we've got some surprises, including uh, today's show, and we are not not through with that yet. Even though I'm still getting messages here, uh, folks, the folks of you that are giving me messages and and uh, texting me, hang on, I will get to all of you. I promise. But before I do. 
I need to say one more thing before we close out this month's show. I've been giving a lot of thought to the state of indie music today, especially as it relates to radio and performance and marketing and, of course, the artists themselves. The fact that indie artists aren't given their due, they're not getting the opportunities to expose themselves uh, um, wait, I mean, expose their music, of course. Don't don't get me wrong there. <laughs> they they well, don't have the means. Do, I mean, you know. Yeah, well, you never know. <laughs> but they don't have the means to present themselves nationwide, worldwide audiences other than, you know, by posting on sites like SoundCloud, Reverb Nation, and to much lesser degree the ubiquitous monster Facebook. Uh, well, then, of course, they're hoping that people will actually find them and click on them and listen and like that's you know that, that that's a little iffy you got to admit and what these sites do to promote these artists other than make their music accessible is is what how much i mean how much do they really do have you seen facebook try to promote any independent artists no facebook only promotes businesses that pay to be promoted on there facebook for example doesn't even promote the artists they even limit promotion by capping the reach of its users. Now, for those of you who don't understand what that means, it means that Facebook actually limits how many people actually see what you post. They tie it to a percentage of the number of your friends list, which currently is about 7.5%, according to reports I've given, in their attempt to get you to pay to reach more people. So, listen, on Facebook, what that means is, if you have 1,000 friends on Facebook, about 75 people on average actually see what you post. Bet you didn't know that, did you? And to that, these indie artists must add their own promotion in an attempt to draw people to their music. Meanwhile, the established artists get all the publicity, all the airplay, all the promotion, they're constantly in the news. I mean, you can, you don't even have to Google the artist. You just go to sites like, you know, your regular sites, Yahoo, AOL, MSN. They're all over the place. They get all the promotion uh, to the point where, well, like Justin Bieber, we're sick of hearing about him. What about the other celebrities? Howard Stern calls himself the king of all media. Really? What has the king done for indie artists, when was the last time you heard him interviewing unknown emerging artists or even talking about them? And then, of course, there's that heir apparent to Dick Clark, who was the real king of introducing emerging artists after the early days of rock and roll. This guy, Ryan Seacrest, what has he done for indie artists? Have you ever seen an emerging upcoming indie artist on New Year's Rock and Eve? When was the last time Ryan Seacrest introduced you to an artist you'd never heard of, a new artist, somebody you might actually like in the upcoming bracket? And music radio is, is a total laugh. If it's not a hit, they don't play it. That's corporate America. And the few stations that are not part of corporate America's only the hits mentality, they're really limited in what they do. It's often biased to play only certain groups, maybe just from their area or groups they know personally. If they don't know you, they don't play you. So, in summary, I've decided if Donald Trump can do it, so can I. And so today, I am announcing right here on my show, 
to all my listeners, fans, and followers around the world, my candidacy for Voice of Indie Music. If you have comments, questions, or want to get in on the movement, email me at david at thedavidbowers.com. And on our next show, which is Valentine's Day, February 14th, I'll discuss my platform and what we aim to do. I'll take calls and questions from you and any listeners who may have questions or comments. When was the last time Donald Trump or Howard Stern or Ryan Seacrest listened to you? Well, we're going to give indie music back to the artists. We're going to make indie music great again. We're going to make indie music the real Got Talent launchpad for new indie artists. Thank you. God bless America. I am the David Bowers, and I approve this message. John Well, thank you for that rousing announcement, David. We shall be uh, sure to uh, ring the halls from the East Coast to West Coast, from the Redwood Forest to the Gulf Stream waters, that the David Bowers is and shall always be the king of indie music. And, I, of course, I've known this for many years anyway. But did you just say take it home? I said, take it home, John Bon Jovio. Oh, jeez. You know, here I got so excited. Okay, <laughs> I will do just that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I will do just exactly that. The David Bowers Awards is produced by The David Bowers for Stick It In Your Ears production from Computer Help USA in Naples, Florida, and also along the majestic banks of the uh, Colorado River in Bullhead City, Arizona. Uh, and it is available for free download. How about that? Free download worldwide on Blog Talk Radio. You can also find us on iTunes. Uh, 365 Internet Radio, CMG Global Radio, BFM, that's B-E-E-F-M, and, of course, Renegade Femme Radio. Uh, click the follow link on our Blog Talk Radio page, and please like the David Bowers on Facebook and follow us on Twitter to find out about our next show. And speaking of which, be sure to join us for the David Bowers Awards, where love will be in the air because it is Valentine's Day Sunday, February 14th at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. And be sure to follow the David Bowers on Blog Talk Radio and all these other, you know, silly little mediums that I mentioned just a few minutes ago. Until then, for the David Bowers, Nick the Geek, Hopalong, Sarcassity, and all of the other idiots that run this place, I am John Bon Jovial saying peace and love. Happy New Year, everybody. We will see you next month on the David Bowers Awards. Uh, because if I download the thing and it needs to be edited and everything, I send it to you and I